0: to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa. Stephanie Burke will be joining us in just a few moments. Science advisor, Matt Moniz, out sick. He's, he's caught something fierce, and we don't want it. So we told him to stay home. But hopefully he'll be well enough to join us next week. But we are here to talk about the paranormal, as we are each and every Saturday night. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about, I think we're going to go pretty deep with some of the conversation tonight we're going to be focusing on something that we've we've talked about here on the show a few times and uh, especially a lot lately and that's whether or not people human beings are needed to be receptors of the paranormal and so I'm I'm sure that uh, Stephanie will have some insight on this coming from her position as a psychic medium but just for the us you know regular people who Don't tap into those abilities. Uh, We'll talk about how we can use ourselves to kind of be that paranormal antenna, to draw in some of that energy or to help be conduits for some of that energy. And we'll be talking about that also in relation to a new tool that is uh, just about ready to come out uh, to the mass market. Some of us have it already. It will probably be hitting the app stores this week, and that is the long-awaited EchoVox Touch. And so Danny Roberge, the creator of EchoVox, will be joining us in a little bit to talk about that. He'll talk about how this application is different than the original EchoVox, and he'll talk about how this is going to, I think, it's going to kind of change the game a little bit because you can't just... You know, it's not Ronco Paranormal, where you can just set it and forget it. You're not going to turn this device on. You're not going to download this app, turn your device on running this app, leave it somewhere, and walk away. With this, you're going to be physically involved in the process of trying to communicate. So it's not just, uh, you know, it's not just being there and asking the questions. It's a physical connection as much as it is a spiritual one. So we'll talk about that coming up with Danny in just a bit. Uh, We do have some other things that we want to cover. And uh, one of the things that I want to discuss, Matt, and and you shared this story yesterday. You brought this up uh, to the Spooky South Coast audience, and I wrote about it on Fun107.com. Ah, yes. And that is, did Grover drop an F-bomb on Sesame Street?
1: What are your thoughts on that? I, I hear it. I do hear it.
0: I can hear it if I... If I'm listening right. for that.
1: But I'm not sure if it's because of uh, because I read that caption, Grover re- right. drops the F-bomb.
0: The first time that I listened to it, I didn't hear it. But mm-hmm. then when I listened to it, and I was like, well, where are they hearing it? And then I could hear
1: it. Right. Well, I, I as I was listening to it, I read what it said on the uh, Snapchat caption.
0: It's it's very much the so y- Yanni versus it, Laurel. It,
1: it, I think it ruined it for me, so to, like, now I can't unhear it.
0: And, uh, they're asking me to play it in the chat room on spookytv at SpookySouthCoast.com, But I think if I play it,
1: we're going to get licensing problems. So, maybe. I'm not, no. I don't want to take the risk. Well, if he does say it, then we it might be an FCC fine. That's true, too. But I don't think he does. I think he says, you know, that's,
0: what's he say? That sounds like an excellent idea. But All if right. you hear it very fast, it sounds like he's saying, that's a F an excellent idea. So uh you can check it out if you go to the Spooky South Coast uh social media feeds. Check out Spooky South Coast on Twitter, at SpookySC. Or if you go to Fun107.com, you'll see the story that I wrote that has the video in it right there, too, as well. And let us know what you think. Especially if you go to the Fun107 Facebook page. And you can read the story there and hear the audio for yourself and, and sound off in the comments about what you think. But, so that is,
1: uh it's certainly... I feel like out of all of, all of the uh, Sesame Street crew, Grover's the one that's going to drop the F-bomb.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, I, I mean I've mean, i heard Elmo swear before. I mean, I, I think but... Oscar is more prone to say the C-word, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> caring. But
0: uh, <laughs> that is a dirty word to him, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've heard the, uh, you know, there's, there's that famous uh, clip going around out there where uh, Kevin Clash, the original voice of Elmo, uh, kind of... You know, he does some off-color discussion in, in character. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been going around for a while. Turns out that's not the worst thing Kevin Clash ever did.
1: Uh, I, I know there's there's some sort of uh, thing behind that, but I don't know what it is. About I, I Kevin Clash? Yeah, is it appropriate on there?
0: Um, I believe it had something to do with uh, underage boys and oh. sex. Okay. So, I'm not sure the exact... Uh, Not sure the exact specifics of it. I just remember Mm -hmm. seeing that in passing. So that's that's not exactly a rabbit hole I want to go down on the show right right now because, you know, don't want to bring everybody down. Exactly. But, uh, and of course, there's the, the famous Thundercats clips as well. Those are, those are
1: excellent. Those are really I good. I love those.
0: Especially when you know that Panthro is the, 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 actor who did the voice of Panthro is the same actor that played the, the grandfather on the Cosby show. <laughs> right. So when you hear him telling Lionel to, you know, F off, that's, that makes it even more funny. And so when I went to uh, Rhode Island Comic Con and Larry Kenny was one of the celebrities there, and I asked him about that. Larry Kenny being the voice of Lionel, and, and you kids today who don't know Thundercats, you probably know Larry Kenny best as, uh, the Skittles guy, you know, Skittles, taste the rainbow. That's right, Larry yeah. Kinney. Uh, and his daughter is Carrie, uh, Carrie Kinney, who is part of the state comedy troupe. And you've probably seen her on, uh, Reno 911 and, you know, shows like that. You'd know if you saw her. It's, you know, if you're not familiar with her by name. But anyway, I asked Larry Kinney about that and I said, you know, are those clips like legitimate? And he's like, oh, yeah, no, we, we, he's like, there's probably more of that than there is of us actually doing the show. Because that's what happens when the, when the voice actors get together is so often they don't record things together. So often they do things kind of on their own that when they get together, it's usually, you know, it, it kind of devolves into a, a big party. So I thought that that was very interesting. I also thought it was really sad that here's this legendary voice guy. I mean, he's done, uh, serial commercials and, you know, he's, he's been the voice of so many characters over the years and nobody at Comic Con was going over to talk to him. So I had this big, long conversation with him, and, 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 you know, he started to remember me by name, and so I would walk by him, and he would talk in the lion voice and be like, he'd, like, narrate me walking by. He'd be like, there goes Tim. Tim is walking by. And I, f- I felt kind of bad because, like, he had nothing else <laughs> to do but narrate what I was doing. Right,
1: which is great. But it was also right.
0: awesome because, like, it was Lion-O. Mm-hmm. So 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 uh, huge influence when I was younger, you know? Lionel thrust into adulthood, because I don't know if you remember the Thundercat story, um, but they they left Thundera because it was going to explode, I guess if I remember right. okay. And so they all went into a into a spaceship and they had to travel far, far away, which is why they ended up on Third Earth, right but they put them all in like these cryogenic freezers, like these cryogenic containers mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't age, except Lionel. Lionel was a kid. When they left Thundera, he was like, I think oh, he was yeah. the same age as right. Wily Kit and Wily Cat, but they left his cryogenic chamber open so that he would age, so that he could be the leader of the Thundercats when they
1: landed wherever they landed. Okay. This is a pretty deep uh, story for a kids it, cartoon. It kind of was. Yeah.
0: I, I always just, I just never understood though. Like, why didn't they just do the same thing with Wily Kit and Wily Cat? Hmm. Like, wouldn't it have been weird now for Lionel, like, to be older than his friends? Right. But I don't know. I mean, I guess also you're robbing people of years of life by doing that, too. That's true. But it's a very, uh, eh, it's a very convoluted history for the Thundercats. Right. It, Thundercats was way more complicated than it needed to be. You had the mutants, you had Mumra, you had, you know, all that stuff going on, the berserkers, all these other characters that would come in, you know, just weird. By Do you the think, way, think it, was, it was more so than uh just so than, they can make action.
1: Than, than He-Man or?
0: He-Man was also
1: pretty uh was also pretty I, feel like, um, I feel like the backstories of a, <laughs> a lot of those cartoons were very um so there's out. there's a great documentary
0: on Netflix right now mm-hmm. uh called Power of Grayskull. Oh really? Where it tells the whole history
1: of He-Man. I st- I started
0: well, watching it but I haven't finished it yet.
1: I did see um I think it was like a one of those documentary series where it was the the toys that made us? Yes, yeah, that yeah. was that was pretty that good. Was good. I didn't watch all of them. No, uh, like I didn't watch Barbie. Yeah, I didn't care about Barbie. Um, I didn't care about Hello Kitty. Oh, they have they have a Hello Kitty one.
0: Yeah, there's two seasons now. Yeah, but I like the GI Joe. I like the He Man. I like the Star Wars Transformers. Mm-hmm. But um, this is this is a whole documentary just about Masters of the Universe. Oh, nice. And um, I started watching it, but I didn't finish it because you know I I got wrapped up in the Bird Box hype.
1: Ah, the bird box. And I, I figured we have to address Which, this on the show. I've, I've heard a lot about the bird box, but I have no idea what bird box is. Or okay. I'm, I've been out of the loop of on so, everything for a long time.
0: The memes are better than the movie, and I think a lot of people are, are going to push that same, uh, that same statement. The memes are way better than the movie itself, but you have to see the movie to get the memes. Okay. But long story short, synopsis, no spoilers, um... There's something that happens where there are these creatures that show up, and when people see them,
1: they commit suicide. This isn't like M Night Shyamalan or anything, is it?
0: Um, no. But it's it's kind of like along the lines of the happening, okay? And, and it kind of turns into kind of along the lines of a of a quiet place, which I still haven't seen, but I know the gist of. Mm-hmm. Um. So the idea is, you know, these people commit suicide. Some people survive, so they're trying to, you know, not see these things so that they don't commit suicide. And it starts off like five years in the future, then it goes kind of back five years to explain how it all came about. So I will will say this. I mean, Sandra Bullock is really good in it. Okay. There are some moments in it that are really intense and very good. But in the end, it's kind of a lackluster movie overall mm-hmm. certainly not worth the hype
1: but it wasn't terrible usually movies like that the um, with like such a big hype and a buzz behind it the ending always kind of well and they, that's
0: the biggest problem people have with this is the ending
1: yeah because sometimes when you have an idea like that it's it's more about the idea and then like they kind of don't know where to go.
0: yeah you don't know where to end it and I think yeah. with this I, I almost think it's ended in a way that's like purposely to set up more movies okay because it's, it's not a series, it's a movie. And I get the feeling almost like mm-hmm. they wanted it to be a series and just couldn't convince, like, Sandra Bullock to be in a series. Right. So that's kind of the way that I get. So maybe they're like, well, we'll make a couple of movies because it's Netflix. You can I mean, do whatever you want.
1: I was going to say, they, they used to do that with um, some TV shows. They used to make the TV movie, and then if it did um, was popular enough, they made it into a series.
0: They, they did say, you know, our friends... Uh, the, uh, the Ghostbusters, Hook and Ladder, uh, Station 8, you know, Facebook group there. They always put out cool pop culture stuff. And uh, and they put out something where it said uh, that if, if people who, if all the people, based on the numbers that Netflix put out of the people who had watched and streamed Bird Box, that if they, if all of those people had gone to a movie theater and paid the average movie price of $14 a ticket to go see that film in the theaters... Mm-hmm. It would have made as much money as Aquaman made.
1: Really? Well...
0: But here's the flaw in that argument.
1: There's people who are going to watch it because it's only on Netflix and it's free.
0: And that's the thing, is there's no guarantee that everybody that watched it would have gone to go pay $14 to see it. A lot of people just watched it because we already paid for Netflix and it was on and people were talking about it.
1: And how many of those, like, did they shut it off halfway through or... You know, start it. Then, right,
0: yeah. You don't know, you know how many people actually finish it. And what's interesting about it is there was something going on with Netflix the other day where, you know, Bird Box was was the, the first thing that shows up when you turn on Netflix. And on Christmas Day, Infinity War dropped on Netflix, but you couldn't oh, yeah? find it.
1: Hmm.
0: Like, you had to go in and search. Literally had to search for Infinity to find it. Really? It wasn't showing up in Trending Now, new releases, Uh, And none of that stuff. It wasn't showing up anywhere.
1: I wonder if they they did that on purpose because they thought...
0: There's some speculation that they did that because they knew everybody was going to be getting streaming devices for Christmas, Mm -hmm. turning it on, looking to watch Infinity War, but instead they turned it on and they saw Bird Box and they heard everybody talking about Bird Box. Right. So they kind of rigged it a little bit so that people would watch
1: Bird Box instead of Infinity War. Well, I, I was thinking of it more as they, um, because Infinity War would probably be a huge, huge movie that they wanted to not have everybody watch it at the same time. Oh yeah, because it would so it would just slow crash. Down. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: That's entirely possible. Yeah, that's a good theory. The other thing too about um, about Bird Box and, and all the hype that it's getting is. It's creating that idea of a singular movie event on Netflix. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, they've had seasons or shows that have dropped that everybody's, you know, kind of buzzed about, but they really haven't had it with any of their original movies where, excuse me, where it kind of, uh, you know, grabbed everybody all at once like that,
1: so... Like, their movies aren't terrible. No. But they're not, like, that fabulous, either. But...
0: I mean, there's a lot of them that I'm like,
1: meh. Like, what was that? Um, The one with Will Will Smith that everybody hated. Oh, Bright? They're making a sequel to that. Are they? Mm Mm-hmm. I know that one wasn't that good. Uh, Spectral? I think that was Spectral? I watched that. It wasn't that good either. Uh,
0: There's people in the chat room saying that uh, Remo Williams deserved a sequel. And, uh, of course, I've always felt like the greatest movie of all time, well, one of the greatest movies of all time deserves a sequel, Big Trouble in Little China. (laughs) <laughs> it does, yeah, and it's getting one. Is it? Well, they're they're Netflix making. Only? They're, no, they're making a, a Big Trouble in Little China starring Dwayne Johnson. And people were upset that you know The Rock is you know replacing Kurt Russell. Yeah. In this remake of Big Trouble in Little China, but it turns out it's not a remake; it's a sequel. Hmm. So, we may get Jack Burton and the Pork Drop Express in this <laughs> movie, which I'd be all for. Hmm. Uh, but anyway. So that's if you are kind of caught up in the in the bird box hype if you if you saw it or if you haven't seen it yet but you want to see it or whatever just you know remember we we didn't give you any spoilers here we just talked in generalities we didn't ruin the movie we didn't ruin the ending so don't come back and
1: you know complain to us that we spoiled the movie for you Joe uh, Schumacher actually had a kind of a good point like maybe it's because disney is starting their own streaming service and netflix is like yeah
0: well that's that's part of the yeah. the speculation too is that it was kind of like an and an, like almost like an nephew to them to say like we don't really care about right. this like yeah. we're just finishing off our contract because i believe uh ant-man and the wasp is scheduled to come out on netflix and then mm-hmm. that's the last marvel movie that'll be on netflix And then after that, you have to get the Disney service to watch them all. I'm not sure
1: if I like everything, like their own service. It's becoming... The internet's becoming like cable. Yeah, you know what
0: happens is when you pay $7.99 for every service, Mm -hmm. you end up still paying $300 a month. Right. So it's not really... But it's all a card. You can kind of order what you want. Yeah, Yeah. but...
1: I blame AjPi.
0: You know what's going to happen is the more that that happens, there'll just be more piracy. Mm. That's true. So that'll end up happening. If you... Make things like exclusive only, and people don't want to get. Like, what am I going to do with a Disney service? I'm not going to watch other Disney movies. Right. Now, keep in mind that, you know, they'll eventually go to cable too. It's mm -hmm. not like they're going to only exist on those platforms.
1: Isn't DC have their own, uh, they're starting their own as well?
0: Yeah, I think it's already up and running. Is it? I'm not sure. But, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like. If you spread it out too thin, people are just going to lose interest. Right. And then you're not going to deliver those big numbers like you could. That's true. You're not going to get Netflix numbers on a Disney-only streaming service. Like Disney started that um, that premium on-demand service years ago. Uh, I don't think that, that ever, you know, I don't think it panned out really well for them. Mm-hmm. People forget. Back in the old days, Disney Channel was
1: a premium yeah. channel. You had to still I'm pay still, extra for it. I'm still waiting on uh, Sega Channel to come to. <laughs> Xfinity.
0: So that was a real thing, though, right? You could actually play video games over your cable box.
1: Yeah, I watched like a, a documentary about it. Um, a YouTube documentary. Don't get about me started. Don't get me started on it, those. It ended up being like not very reliable and very limited in what you could do.
0: Don't get me started on those uh, documentaries about like old weird gimmick TVs. I watched like a whole one about, uh, you know, Starcase and Preview and some oh, of those really? early yeah. like cable,
1: you know, like the, some of those over, uh, older services. And then there was uh, you can fall down that hole pretty, yeah, pretty quick. There was and then you know all about some just garbage stuff. Yep, <laughs> like,
0: technology that will never do you any good. However, right. we are going to talk about some technology that will do you good, especially if you are a paranormal researcher. And uh, and joining us on the line we have. Mr. Big Beard himself, Danny Roberge, is with us. Uh, Danny, are you there?
2: I'm here. I think.
0: Well, it's uh, it sounds like you. So all right,
2: good. Yeah, that's it's
0: a good way to start. Um, you want me to boost it up a little bit, Matt? How's that? Okay. So uh, we are very pleased to be talking with you now about the the brand new release. Of course, everybody that has uh, been listening to the show for years you know that uh, we're all big fans of EchoVox we use it on all of our investigations uh and we will get into the new application that's out there or coming out very soon but before that Danny I just want to ask you like what's going on lately with uh, with EchoVox overall I mean we're we're just seeing an explosion of it everywhere it's hitting all the uh the paranormal TV shows lately
2: um i'm not really sure what to say to that i mean Ever since day one, I always kind of, uh, hoped that that kind of stuff would happen. And it's been six years now. So I guess, uh, you know, it's, it's time has come that it's, uh, uh, I, I think what happened is that it's, I ended up, uh, by accident, uh, making a foundation, uh, at, at, at first, at first, People were uh, hesitant to use apps or trust apps, and somehow I broke that ice. And then we come full circle uh, to where it's uh, the the center of, of the show.
0: I mean, I can tell you that uh, the investigators who are on these TV shows they have been using EchoVox a lot longer than it's been showing up on television. The problem has really been with the producers. The producers of these shows have said, you know, there's there's we can't put. We can't put an app on TV. It doesn't really play well on television. It doesn't have the same bells and whistles and lights and all that stuff that, uh, you know, that hardware has. And and that's been the issue. But these investigators have been using it and they've been loving it. And it's just, it's great that they've finally been able to to get it to be worked into the on screen investigations because as we're seeing, they're getting better results with EchoVox than they've gotten with anything else.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I like how, uh, Nick Groff is using it. I, I think it's pretty cool how he, he doesn't say Echo box a lot. He's said it a few times, uh, but he's carrying around that old radio. And I, I think that's, I don't know, that's what I would do, to be honest with you.
0: Right, that's and that's... Same,
2: same thing, yeah.
0: That's kind of like, you know, uh, Porter and myself were trying for a long time to get it used with Ghost Asylum and Haunted Towns, and then they were able to pull it off with Haunted Live by running it through... Another device, so they're using the Echo Vox as, as the communication tool, but then they also have, uh, you know, this the speaker unit that they can basically. That gives them the 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 visual appeal that they need uh, to be able to run them. Because if you're watching Echo Vox on television and you're watching it go, like it gets, I can assume it gets really confusing for the viewer to understand what's going on because you're always making adjustments yeah. and finding and fine tuning it. So they need something else that they can kind of focus the the camera on. So this is kind of a good partnership with people that I know that you've been doing the same thing for years. You've been partnering with people to help them use EchoVox as the engine that drives some of of the tools that they've created.
2: Right. Is is it Yeah, it, I mean, I was happy to see it. I was happy to see uh, at first I didn't know what the hell was going on because at first I saw, uh, something that wasn't what I made and I heard my sounds and I was like, holy crap, I need a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but then I realized it was, it was Vox, and I was, this is great. And, uh, then I started going back. I missed a few shows that it had been on and, and checking it out. So it it it's pretty exciting for me because it makes me feel like, uh you know, if I if I get run over by a truck tomorrow, at least I will have left some kind of a mark. You know, so that's kind of neat, as far as I feel.
0: It, there, there has been, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, as you know, I've been using it for a long time, and I would put a lot pull it out at an, on an investigation. And when we do our different events, and people would have no idea what it was, and I would have to explain to them what it was and, and how to use it. and I've seen just a a, a push overall in the field now that when I go to an event, I don't even have to pull out my own stuff anymore because I'll just say, all right, who has Vox? and like you know five, six people pull it out and they, they've got it on their phones and on their tablets and it just seems so like wild. it's it's become so pervasive within the uh, within the paranormal community.
2: So wild, because I, it, you know, I I was the only one out there, and then the, there'd be a couple of like nerds that were with me that were that were Echo Fox nerds from from day one, you know, uh, that that have theirs too, and and uh, and nobody else had any idea what it was or what the heck was going on, and uh, I was involved, and and now it's the opposite where I'm not. Uh, really out there at all, and it kind of has its own uh, life aside from, from me, things that I don't even I don't know about, I don't think about. I didn't even know it was on this uh, last TV show on Paranormal Lockdown. I, I signed the release for it over a year ago and, and forgot all about it. So uh, I'm not paying attention at all. <laughs> right,
0: and, and and that's how it kind of goes is that you sign the release in case they use it, and then it's not like they reach out to you again and say, Hey, just so you know we used it it's gonna be on episode eight. Right. You know, you just sign it so right. and they have releases signed for everything that's in their in their, you know, toolbox so that if they pull out anything during the course of the investigation, it's okay to put it on screen. So with Exactly with, you know, having the television folks use it and I'm glad that they're that they're saying what it is so that people can actually go out and find it for themselves. There's still though, I've noticed, and, and I'm sure you've been combating this a bit, there's still those who don't really kind of understand the whole thing and think that it's a piece of hardware that they have to go out and order and they don't realize that EchoVox is something that you can you already have something that can run EchoVox in your pocket and it's it's gonna cost you, you know, a a small fraction of what you would pay for some of this paranormal hardware.
2: Right, and I think that is, uh, has been a little bit of the hesitance in certain areas of, uh, like, the television aspect, um, is that uh, some of the, it, not so much these days, but some of the older shows were tied in heavily with um, with hardware creators, and, and they didn't want something that everybody could just uh, get and, and, and make. And, and in the same respect, uh, you know, uh, Paranormal Lockdown and Nick Groff, uh, using uh, radio in their hands uh, running EchoVox through it is almost the same kind of thing because if you have uh, you know a hundred thousand people or whatever or whatever watching the show and there y'all realize that they could do the same thing he's doing at home on their couch they don't need to go to this uh, old jail or uh, whatever um, Not that I recommend that you do it on your couch but you could right. Uh, and and so they it is kind of like a. It is still this this taboo because uh, the thing that Echo does is it makes it so the people on TV aren't really all that special anymore because everybody can do the same thing because it's the the box that's doing the work, you know.
0: And I know you've used it, uh, you know, at your house and in your workshop and, and, you know, obviously as you're developing it, you're testing it and you've gotten fantastic results without having to go to any of these, you know, haunted places. And it's, it's almost like when I come back to you or I go into the Echovox users group on Facebook and I say, you know, we got some amazing stuff at this, you know, haunted location. It's almost like you kind of come back with, well, of course, because it works and you're already at a place that, you know, has activity. So it's, it's almost like it's, um, I don't want to say it's an automatic, but I can tell you, I don't think I've ever come up short, uh, using it in any of the locations that
2: we've been to. I've never seen it. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I've never, ever since day one, I've always been waiting for it to let me down because it would put me in a very embarrassing situation, uh, you know, in front of, I've been up on stage in front of groups of people uh, in different parts of the country and um, people from all different walks of life and, and had cameras in my face and, and, and a, a lot of pressure, uh, people bought tickets, whatever it was, and if it didn't work, I was going to look pretty stupid and uh, it never once, ever, ever has let me down. And, and, and nine, if not a hundred percent of the time, uh, it proved itself to be worthy of what was happening in that moment. Uh, within the first ten seconds, it was running.
0: And and you get people that uh, you know. Every once in a while, you have somebody that wants to, you know, expose. EchoVox because they can't believe that an app that anybody can download and, and can run on their own could, could have this great communication. And, and so you get these people that are like, well, we, you know, we figured out how it works. It, it just, I, I hear it repeated. I hear my voice being repeated and the things that I'm saying being repeated. And, and as you always say, like, duh, it's EchoVox. That's, that's how it works. And there's a microphone adjustment right there. Like, you know that your voice is going into it. It's, it's, it's not... Well,
2: you see, but the thing is, is I think what's happening in that case is that, like, I know exactly, you know, I think the exact instance you're talking about, and those girls made that, that video or, or whatever, and it's like, I, I think that what happens is, is there's certain types of phenomena in EchoVox re- replies. There's more than one type of reply that come out of it. Mm-hmm. There's many different... There's EVP types. And there's, there's, there's just many different types. And one of the, the types of replies that happen is a kind of parroting. Right. And uh, and it does happen, and it's happened to everybody that used it, and it's, uh, it's a phenomenon because it, the fact that that happens doesn't prove that it isn't legitimate because anybody – that knows anything about any kind of code or anything can easily look at it and go, well, this thing is stupid. It doesn't have a brain. It's just shuffling sounds around. Right. So it's not listening to what you're saying and, or, or anything. So it doesn't know that, that you just said, hey, dude, and now it's going to find some file of a different voice saying, hey, dude, and play it. it. None of that exists for that to happen. But whoever it is on the other side of this thing, uh, mimics us or, or, or somehow uh, you can say a word or a phrase and it will uh, come back. But that's not uh, some, some trick of the programming. That's actually uh, a paranormal. I, I, I don't know how the hell that's going. That's the, the odds of that happening with the math that's happening are astronomical.
0: Well, you know, when I first introduced it to to Porter uh, a couple of years ago, you know, he, you know, he immediately wants to pull it all apart. And I think he reached out to you and he wants to find out, you know, how does it all work and all of that stuff. But the very first night that we were using it, and, and I believe Anna is in the chat room on, on Spooky TV at com, we were using it in the Sprague Mansion in Rhode Island. And what's coming through, I, it just sounds like a bunch of gibberish to all of the rest of us. Anna hears it and picks up on it and realizes, no, it's not gibberish, it's it's Portuguese. And she goes into this long, and it was a very long, protracted conversation between her and the entities speaking back and forth in Portuguese. And I'm just saying, like, if, if there was going to be something programmed in there, like, how would you know to, to put in Portuguese because that's going to be something that's going to come up uh, in, in this area, you yeah, know what I mean?
2: There's, there's no way, it's impossible. Let me ask you a question. What bank do you think that was?
0: Uh, I'm not sure I wasn't I wasn't working the device so I don't know right, Let's
2: just let's just say for sake of argument it was Bank B. Right? Okay. Bank B's been out for years. 4 years five, 4 5 years. And um I've gone back many times a few times recently at my look at my old videos, old old stuff and some old audio I just on an old hard drive and I was going through some really old audio uh that if anybody, uh, you or anybody wants a, a great, like, three-hour show, uh, we could talk about this audio that I have um, that will just scare the life out of anybody. Um, but going through this stuff, I'm hearing Bank A recordings and Bank B recordings from four, five, six years ago with stuff on it that I only heard back then. I haven't heard since. I only heard in those places. Um, I haven't heard on other people's recordings. It's all the same sound. There's no different sounds in it. It's been out there for years. But when I go back, and I I used to have a ghost named Mark in my house. Mark was a French-Canadian guy, and I had his guitar. He was attached to this guitar. And uh, Mark was a real pain, and he swore a lot in French. And and if you go back and watch my old, old, old videos, some of the first ones on on the Big Beard Audio uh, YouTube, some of those old old videos, he can hear him and he's speaking French and it's clear and my friend who's with me speaks was spoke French and, and and uh they were talking back and forth in French. And um, that I, I've never heard French uh, aside from that anywhere else. I know other people have, but me personally no. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, I mean, a different phenomenon.
0: And you know, I, I mean, everybody kind of uses it differently and, and that's what's great about Echo Vox, especially as it's developed over the years. It's very customizable to what works for you and what works for the location and, 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 and everybody has kind of their favorite settings. So basically when I'm on an event, I turn the microphone completely off so that mm-hmm. I'm not getting any of the room sound in there and, and any of the things because, you know, the first thing that I do is I have everybody hold the device and introduce themselves and see if it will say hi to them by name because usually that's when I can get people to to buy into it because why would I have it pre-programmed with their names when I don't even know their names, you know, so right. it's, it's, a, it's a good introductory for them uh, but then what ends up happening is I've I've picked up these sounds over the years, not just not just vocalizations, not just uh, phonetic sounds as it should be, but I'm I'm getting sounds like gunshots and and slamming doors and and all and, and whistles and all these things that I shouldn't be hearing in there because they're not programmed to be in there.
2: No, they're not, and 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 it kind of will make you, uh, I don't know, like. I don't know how much time exactly we have, so I'm, but I'm, I'm going to try to be as concise as I can. We can
0: take okay. as much time as you want.
2: Okay, I'll try to be as concise as I can. The The entire issue of ICC and then the entire issue of what you hear in an EchoVox recording, um, and, and, and that goes for pretty much... Any kind of real mind blowing—I don't care what you caught it on—but the real stuff, the stuff that's just there's no way around it. It's not—it's not something that's saying uh, blah blah, and you're you're saying, oh, it said uh, you know David or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just no. It's 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 clear what you're hearing, and it's impossible, and it sounds and it, or it's backwards, and it's just all these things. We have to go now to another level of thinking because it's all done now. We've proved that we've proven if somebody wants to come and hang out with me for an afternoon, I will prove to you beyond any doubt in your mind uh, that we can speak to disembodied intelligence. That's it. I can't. I can't say who it is or where they are or when they are or anything, but they're intelligent and they don't have a body as far as I know. That's it. Mm -hmm. Now, the big problem, the big question of everything, is it turns into this big existential kind of thing because not only are you going to have to sit there and go, well, who are they and where are they and what are they doing, but you'd have to in turn say, who am I? Who are we? What am I doing? Because uh, you know we could very well be the weird one stuck in some weird dimension, not able to access the higher dimensions, and the higher dimensions can be looking down at us like we're fools and 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 and, and retarded, and we need all the help we can get. We, we're we like on the short bus of 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 of. Uh, of of the soul, uh, a train, Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? We're... And, 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 and to, to, to now we have to get, uh, to a, to another level of, of breaking dogmas and, 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 and religious thinking going, oh, well, are we talking to demons or are we talking to this? It, you have to really think big because yeah, we get, why am I getting gunshots? And why does this thing know my name? And, and why does, when I, when I run it, uh, why does there? Why are there suddenly weird sounds in my house for the rest of the afternoon? You know, there's just so many questions. It's a big, big, big thing. It's a lot bigger than a couple of people running around on a TV show. Uh, it's a lot bigger than than anything anybody's uh, doing down at the cemetery, walking around with it and talking and listening back. It, it's a really big thing. I think it deserves, you know, like a NASA size, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, situation, you know, to to look into it. But we all know that that will never happen.
0: Well, but I mean, I I think that we're all kind of doing that, though, Um, just not, you know, people aren't united yet in the way that they're doing it. I mean, you've built a great group uh, with the Facebook group and people going in there and, and sharing their uh, not only what they've caught, but sharing the settings that they use to do it, and in kind of uh, and you've made it so that you can save those files and share those settings files with each other, and you know you've made it in a way that it's it's a very community-based thing. It's just a matter of getting that community to grow to that point.
2: Hey Tim, I noticed the people in your uh, your uh, YouTube chat room are saying I sound like I'm going through a broken radio or something. Yeah,
0: there's there's some weird like kind of feedback happening. Um, I don't know. If,
2: I, I'm just I'm just sitting on my cell phone uh, in a quiet room. I have no idea what where that would be coming from. I don't have anything on. Yeah, and
0: and I'm, nothing's different here in the studio than the way that we usually do things. Um, but it, sometimes it just kind of sounds, uh, you know, it gets tinny for a second. And almost sounds like a, there's some almost like an electronics device turning off type of thing.
2: Weird. Yeah. But, yeah, but I'm, I'm, not, we'll just, I'm not near anything.
0: We'll fight our way through it for sure. Uh one of the yeah, things right. that um that I've started doing, so I'm sure you're aware of this this Estes method uh that was created by the the group out at the Stanley Hotel where because people were kind of influencing what it was that they were hearing over ghost boxes by Going in there with preconceived notions and asking loaded questions that there was a bit of a confirmation bias to what they were getting out of these devices. So they created this Estes method as a way to, you would, you would blindfold somebody and, and put on noise canceling headphones so all they could hear was, was what was coming out of the ghost box. And then people in the room would ask questions and they would just repeat what it was that they were hearing without any mm-hmm. influence over those questions. And of course, you know, I'm not going to use a ghost box anymore because screw those. I have Echo Vox, way better, and so I'm using Echo Vox uh, with that method and getting insane results from this. and uh, And I've shared some videos with you, and we, I've shared them with the group, especially when we were in Plymouth and we had two people running them at the same time on different devices and answering each other, and oh, just amazing stuff. And I'm and I'm sure that this is kind of the next level of that. Is now that we know that we are communicating with them, now we can kind of Eliminate the influence, but I don't really get a lot of confirmation bias with Echo Vox because what you're getting is so clear. There's no like, maybe you thought you heard that, but you didn't.
2: Right. No, it's brutal. It's it's like it's it's like that brutally honest person. You know, I mean, uh, I've seen it. I have literally seen somebody the day before they did Echo Vox. And then I saw them the day after, and they were a different person. Right. Uh, they, they weren't the same anymore. And, uh, and, and, and and that has to do with the part of it that I get the most flack for when I have to say it. And, and the truth is, is it's magic. It's the best word I have for it. <clears throat> I, everybody knows I'm not a scientist. I'm not an engineer. I, I, didn't, I didn't sit down and plan all this stuff out. I didn't have some grand scheme. I'm kind of a foolish person. I'm just a happy-go-lucky kind of guy, and I, and I try a lot of stuff, and I like to experiment, and, um, and, and this is what ended up coming out of it. And, and now um, the, the, I'm at a weird point in my life to have touch uh, be coming out the way it is, now, uh, because touch what uh, box Touch is going to has basically uh, Bank A and Bank B separated within it, and then you blend it by moving your finger around. And you have to touch it. You can't just put it down and walk away. And uh, man, it freaked me out already, and uh, <laughs> a couple other people already it freaked them out. And I don't even mess with the stuff anymore. I I, I do my work. Uh, that I have to do, and I make sure everything works the way I want it to work, and that it's going to be effective. And then I give it to some people to test, and I and I get very detailed uh, uh, results back, and I decide what I want to do. And it slows everything down a lot, but it keeps my head clear. Um, and then I made the mistake of uh, goofing around with it. <laughs> Uh, I made the mistake of goofing around with it, and within 24 hours, I was like, oh man, come on, not this stuff. Because, uh, wherever, wherever the, I, I wasn't alone in this, uh, process. Wherever this came from, um, was somehow, I don't know, I don't know where, how, whatever, otherworldly, ordained, or whatever. Just some, somebody helped me make this all happen, and, and they're not even in this dimension or whatever. So, um, I'm not sure if they all are good, you know. I I have always felt like there's there's ones that want it to happen and there's the ones that don't want it to happen. So you know, right, I don't and, like messing with any of them.
0: And I mean, I've had some <laughs> some negative things that have uh, you know kind of not only reached out to me through but kind of followed me from place to place and uh, and have come through. You know, because I mean, anybody that joins the Echo Vox users group on Facebook, you'll know that. Uh, the spirits get to know you. And there are not only ones that will continuously talk to you, but they're also talking to other EchoVox users as well. So I actually had a, a friend who was using one, uh, who who'd started using EchoVox recently and said, I keep getting these same entities coming through and talking to me. And, uh, and she went into the group and said, has anybody else encountered them? And people are like, oh, yeah, no, I've talked to him all the time. This one's mm-hmm. cool. It's okay to talk to him. If this one starts talking to you, tell him to go away. You know, it's yeah. it, like the personalities have really been able to come through of these entities through Vox,
2: Right. But then, the, then there's the downside to that. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that's all interesting and, 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 and fine and dandy. Um, but then on the other side of it, is like the um, uh, for me anyway. Not for you guys. You guys are all set. So don't anybody get nervous when they hear me talking because I'm the guy that made it, y'all. I'm the diff- I'm different uh, as far as how it looks at me, how they look at me, because every single one of you that have talked to them through Echo Vox, they all know who I am. So when I turn it on, it's—I promise you—a whole nother ball game. Right. Um, it's something else, and I don't need to turn it on. Uh, I don't, but I also keep up a wall that is Donald Trump would be jealous of if he knew that I have it. So, you know, I live my life with a, in, a, in a in a real ignorant bliss a lot of the times, just because that's the way I have to be. I mean, I lived in a house for a year uh where somebody was murdered uh just 5 6 years ago not far from where I was sleeping in that house and uh oh. and, and and there were energies in that house it was not uh, uh an easy place to be for anyone that was sensitive uh but I was able to with the exception of one time uh keep it all out you know blocked out so it's not an easy thing to do. It's not always easy to be Danny, you know. <laughs> I'm not complaining or anything, but it's not always easy to be Danny because I can't turn on the Echo Box without. I literally, I can turn it on. I can say two or three things. I can turn it off. And within 20 to 30 seconds, I'm going to start hearing tick tap. Oh, yeah. Tick, tap, tap from around my house, noises that I've never heard before and that they weren't going before. And then it escalates from there if I turn the box back on and go from there. That's why I don't keep... Danny, I,
0: I gotta take a break for our news. Do you mind hanging on for a few minutes during the news break? And then yeah, we can, yeah. we'll let people know where they can, you know, expect to get this and, and, when, when it'll be out. So we'll, we'll take a break for the news. Uh, when we come back on the other side, we'll talk more with Danny Roberge, Big Beard Studios, talking about the new Echo Vox Touch. Uh, we will take a break. And for those of you who do want to download the original Echo Vox, you can get it on your App Store. You can get it on Google Play. You can go and download that during the show. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about it coming
2: up. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store.
0: Back, our number two of Spooky South Coast, Tim Weisberg here, along with the Silent Assassin Matt Costa, and joined by psychic medium Stephanie Burke, and we are talking with Danny roberge He is the creator of Echovox and the new Echovox Touch, which will be hitting the App stores uh pretty soon. Danny, right? Uh, I know they said kind of. Is it after the the New Year?
2: uh It'll be any day now, if not any minute now. I, I, just. Uh... Uh, a couple of last-minute hold-ups, so, um, I I wanted to have it on Christmas Day, and then it, uh, it's it's weird, when I put stuff out, I kind of, uh, the vibe has to be right, everything's got to be right, got to be in the right mood, I got to have everything ready to go, so everything's pretty much ready to go, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for a demonstration video, and that's kind of the big hold-up right now, Mm -hmm. um, so other than that it's pretty much ready to go. So any any day now. Uh it is available for pre-order through the uh or not pre-order, but you can order it now uh, off market uh download it through uh uh EchoVox user group on Facebook. Um, uh, but it should be on Google Play and Amazon as well. Uh, you know, any any day now.
0: I know that uh, you know you put it up there for people to get in the group, and, and I grabbed it the first day that it was available, and uh, and I've been messing around with it. And I have to say it is, first of all, I mean, one of the, the biggest complaints that – not a complaint, but like the, the biggest issue that I have when I'm using Vox is that I frequently have to adjust the speeds as I'm going on the fly because sometimes, as you know, it just comes in so intense – that sometimes you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's slow down things a little bit here. It's a little overwhelming. Right. But now with the touch feature, you control the speed completely. In order to make it work, so you right. can go as fast or as slow as you needed to go. Right. Was what was what was the impetus to kind of make a touch version of it? What was it that made you think that this was kind of the next evolutionary step for Echo Box?
2: Well, uh, it I. It's a long story uh, that if anybody's been following me for the last few years they will have seen it happen but uh to to make it short um, a few years ago I I uh worked with Andrew Openlander on a, a a board it was a, a radio Tesla radio based crystal radio you know not not like transistor radio whatever a, a, a crystal based uh actual devices i i made them out of wood and and we used copper uh brass wire rather uh that uh, these rods and uh, we made two or three of them they're called whisper boards and they worked by you know touching the antenna and moving your hand and two people could use one at the same time and uh They were wild, man. I mean, the results were mind-blowing, crazy stuff happened in in the the laboratory, for lack of a better term for that. It kind of was a laboratory at Andy's place there in Chicago, and uh, the results were mind-blowing. And then that got me thinking, and I was like, okay, so I had to touch the basic idea first because I made Phantom Buck a few years ago, which... If you're listening to this and you want to use a, a touch-based thing right now, you can go to uh, Google Play and uh, just type in uh, P-V-1 Phantom Vox, with a V, V-O-X, Phantom Vox, all one word. And that is the, the original, and those sounds that are in that app are the sounds taken from the working sessions of the whisper boards. Uh, so I kind of took the sounds that were working, and went with the touch blend principle, and that was giving very amazing results. But they were they're very cryptic. So if you use Phantom Box, it's a very cryptic app. When you use it, the results come in in these big, long, swirling whispers, and uh, it's pretty crazy. And If you know how to use EQ filters and things like that, and you take the time with it. It's a great app. Uh, It it definitely takes some work, though. And then uh, that was a couple of years ago. Uh, But in the meantime, between now and and, and back then, uh, I put out uh, EchoBox X, which is the the radio-based version, the IP radio-based version, because people kind of wanted something like that, and I thought it would be good to... Uh, give people the option of having live banks within it, and and that works really well too. It's mm-hmm. a whole different animal, but that you know was the thing that came between. Uh, but this whole time, you know, Phantom Box was this this thing that never caught on. You know, just sitting over there with a few hundred downloads and uh, and nobody using it. And I'm just sitting there like, man, it's so cool. It's like it's quiet. Uh, it only answers you when when you touch. You know, and if you want it to keep talking, and it's very random because there's no way for me to program in when you're going to touch the screen and how long you're going to touch it for and where you're going to touch it for. Uh, only God can predict that, right. and he's probably way too busy to care. <laughs> right, absolutely. You know? Uh, so so there you go. That's where it, it came to me. Um, you know, I, I've been wanting to do something. But combining Bank A and Bank B together, and it was going to be a new version of EchoVox, which just had a new bank, and it just didn't do it for me. And just to have the touch interface, and I think that we are conduit. I think that having your finger on that screen and all that does make a difference. So,
0: Yeah, and, and I've said that for years. I mean, just using regular EchoVox uh, in these event environments uh, when, when there's people there I've noticed if you put you know like I use it on my tablet and so if I put it if I put my tablet down on on a bench or on a bed or somewhere you don't get the same results as when somebody's holding it in their hands and so I always right. make people hold it when they're talking to it because I, I find that the physical connection makes a difference and so that's why this is just the the perfect next step for that because now you have to be doing that now you have to be using your hands and, and using your ability to touch as the way that is that is uh pushing it forward
2: right yeah and it, and it adds a whole nother level of random and it also does cut out the crosstalk you know if you need it to shut up you can just stop touching it you know the most you're going to have is the echo and then there is a great side effect that i'm really hoping for um you know, if anybody knows burst mode in Echovox 3 is its own little beast, and it'll throw out just a bunch of gibberish all at once at mm-hmm. random times. And, and touch is kind of like a controlled, like, burst mode. But the cool thing is is that now what we're going to have is as this thing catches on, we're going to have people doing two different kinds of sessions at once, and that's when things could get really wild. They're going to be doing an Echovox session. But when they take their finger off, they're just going to be doing a real-time open-air EVP session. Right. And, and just because you're not touching that doesn't mean that a reply is not going to come through. doesn't and, mean a voice or a gunshot or a sound or a horse or whatever is not going to come through in that echo.
0: And, and that's what I've been doing with with EchoVox Touch. Is you know the the studio is here. We we have we have activity here uh, at the WBSM studio. So and a lot of times I'm here at night and it's just me working. And um, and we've we've had some some people that have passed away uh, recently in the last few weeks. And you know you're looking for those signs that they're still around. So since I've had EchoVox Touch, what I like to do is I put it I put my phone on my desk with with the app open, but I don't touch it. And I say, you know, if there's anybody here that wants to communicate with me, all you have to do is is just lightly touch the screen of my phone, and mm-hmm. it gives you know it's no different than I, I think I forget the name of it, but you had the uh, the other app with with the lights, and they had the choice right. of either you could touch it and turn it on, or you could leave it for them to touch it and turn it on, and I had a lot of success with something else touching it and turning it on, and I've been trying to use EchoVox Touch in the same way.
2: No luck yet.
0: Nothing yet, but I, 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 mean, I honestly think like if I take it to the Oliver House or to Lizzie Board's or to right. like one of these places, I'll have a lot right. more success with it than I will here.
2: Now that's something I'd like to see. I'd really like to see. That's not an experiment. I'm going to try it. Freaking out.
0: <laughs> I know. Just I think I'll do it at the, in the basement of the Oliver House. That'll be where I'll probably get the most All success right. with it. All right. But that's. I mean, that's just the same idea, though. Is that you know, it's it's it doesn't take much for a spirit to be able to kind of reach out and, and just touch lightly. It's one thing to you know, have them come and knock something off of a shelf, but to just be able to kind of reach out and, and maybe that's all that it needs to start that communication on their end of things.
2: Right. But, I, I mean, I don't know if it's ever happened to you or anybody that's listening. It's definitely happened to me more than once is that you're setting things up and you start the echo and you haven't started the sound banks yet, and a voice comes through. Mm-hmm. And it's an EVP, and it's clear, and it's like, well, <laughs> nobody can even uh, write that one off and say that the app did it because the app wasn't even all the way on yet. It was just running the recording. And you're so, just uh,
0: opening the door for them to communicate. That's that's all that it takes.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they're going to talk, they're going to talk. Um and, and I mean, it's like I was saying earlier before the break, it gets, the more you think about this stuff, the bigger it gets, the weirder it gets. And it it, it honestly, I think it'll drive you crazy if you spend all your time thinking about it. Hey, so you really can't, because um, you're only going to get so far, you know. Um, but it is neat. I know that much. It, it, it is neat. It can be very scary. Um, I have no idea. After all these years, um, being invested in this stuff full time, um, I have uh, no idea any more than I did when I started as to what the heck is going on.
0: So well, and that's the thing is, like each time you think you find uh, one answer, you know it just opens up a door to more questions.
2: Yeah, yeah, and bigger and bigger questions. I mean, and that's the thing. And they're the, and they're the type of questions that you you end up at. That ever, they're just those big questions that everybody's been asking since the beginning of time, and you'll never know while you're alive. Yeah. Um, and it, it, that's that's the truth. You know, it can be a little frustrating because it's like you're sitting there. and It's like, I know you're hearing me. I know you're talking to me. Um, where are you? And you don't get that straight answer. It's like, oh, <laughs> You know, am I really living... Because I had a really long conversation with somebody uh, that knew, knew nothing about Echo Box and I explained it to, to, to him. And uh, he came back with this whole thing about uh, engineered uh, digital reality and uh, how uh, maybe the device is hacking through the computer program through to the user's on the other side of our digital reality like we're the we're the sims you know and we invented this phone in our simulated universe and then nobody planned on danny smoking a bunch of hash one night and figuring out how to do a real-time open-air recording with his phone and uh you know they they couldn't predict that these computer programmers that program our reality um, but they let us have cell phones, and, uh, uh, and now there's this glitch in the game that if we put this thing on our phone, uh, we can talk through, and, and they can see us. We can't really see them, but they can see us. You know, How many figures am I holding up? And so, yeah. But, I mean, that was a great – him saying that, I was like, you know, that, that's probably the most decent explanation of all this I've heard yet. Right, could very well be. <laughs>
0: well it it sounds like they are trying to shut you down already here danny uh so oh, yeah. with, with uh w- like you said you know by the time people are listening to this uh, on podcast or catching the video later on you know echovox touch could already be available for them uh but the other incarnations of echovox are out there um, and then there's also uh, all of the other things that you've created with Big Beard Studios over the years are all out there as well. One of the things that I love to tell people to do if you have an Android phone, and I, I hope this doesn't I, – I think you still make money off of this. I hope this doesn't cost you any money, but I tell people if you have an Android phone, you download the Google Opinion Rewards program, and then you can earn money in the Google Play Store that you can use to buy apps. And so I've been able to just keep saving up money doing that, and that's how I usually buy the right – The Echo Vox version. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a good, good thing to put on your phone. And yeah, you know, Google ends up knowing what you think about things, but whatever. They know anyway. And
2: yeah, they know (laughs) everywhere, everything anyway.
0: And then you get this, uh, this, just this awesome tool that you can use, uh, for not only for your own investigations, but just for your own, you know, just mind opening experiences. It, It doesn't have to be something that you're doing on a, on an investigation. It can be something that you're just doing. Again, it's up to you if you want to do it in your own house or not, but just to open up this line of communication and to uh, be able to ex- kind of expand yourself uh, and, and become that paranormal receptor. Well, uh, thank you very much. Out there. Oh, uh, I was, I was going to say thank you very much for, for joining us and, uh, and for sharing some insight on this. And, and definitely, if people want to stay up to date with everything, that EchoVox users Facebook group is the best way, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, where else, like, think about all these other devices that you use and all, you know, maybe use other apps or what have you. Where else can you go into a group and be able to interact daily with the creator and and get feedback and and give feedback? I mean, it's it's a great setup.
2: And 3,000 other people.
0: Yeah, and if if you have a question, somebody in there will know the answer. Either that or you'll just create a whole new question that will now drive everybody else to try to help you find the answer. So it's a great community, great group of people, and, uh, and and thank you for the work that you have done and for keeping us up to date with all of this.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: All right. You have a a great night and, uh, and a great New Year.
2: Yeah, Happy New Year, y'all.
0: That is uh, Danny Roberge, also known as well formerly known i guess as Danny Bigbeard now that we all know his his real name uh but uh big beard studios is where you can find the stuff on google play on uh, the app store for android uh, th- they have it on amazon wherever you need to get your apps that's where you can find these and and, and stephanie i know that you we were talking uh, earlier uh, before you came in with danny about how Echo Vox has become something that the television shows have been using. And I know you were there for a couple of episodes of Paranormal Live, kind of behind the scenes. Yep. And when they were using Echo mm-hmm. Vox and, and they were getting some really fantastic stuff. Uh, with that on the show. See, the first time that they used it, I mean, it was just lighting up with stuff.
3: Right. So, Porter actually started using Echo Vox with us on our investigations. Um, I was telling the story about,
0: that. I was telling the story about, I think the first time that he saw it was at uh, the Sprague Mansion when Anna started talking in Portuguese with something going back and forth, which yeah, was, you know, just amazing to. Because the rest of us were like, what is it? Just a bunch of gibberish. Nothing's coming through. She's like, no, but no, she understood that's, it. That's Portuguese. Right? Yeah. And I know what they're saying.
3: Um, Yeah, that was July 2017. So that was right after they filmed Haunted Towns. And that was his his first event with us um, ever. And, you know, we didn't know his investigative style. He didn't know ours. We're like, hey, we have this really weird device that we absolutely love and, and we've been using forever. And that completely set his mind on fire. And now it's led to um, him using it on TV, but being able to know yeah. what it does. And just
0: to be fair, like he uses it on TV now, but he's been using it in investigations oh, since, since then. Since Absolutely.
3: Then, yeah. um, you know, I've I've had the opportunity to work with him since then. We've done countless events together, and that's kind of our thing now. Like we, we travel all over the country, and the first thing we do when we do an investigation now is break out the Echo Box. And people think we're crazy. A, because it's a cell phone app.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So – there's it's, still a
0: bit of that stigma there. That yeah. stigma
3: is, I mean, the stigma is really comes from, like, Ghost Radar. Right. Like, one of those first original There's a lot of crappy, apps. you know, um,
0: for entertainment purposes only absolutely. apps out there.
3: And knowing how well Danny explains himself of how it was it was made, what went into it, what the science is behind it, and then talking to other people, I believe um I get to talk to... um was it Rob that did the RTC box? Yeah, Rob, and Hernandez he tore it? it apart, mm-hmm. and he had the exact same explanation. So it's like all these people are are telling you it has no brain, it doesn't know how to think for itself. It's a random scan of over fifteen thousand files of phonetic sound bites. Okay, great. So how do we make words? There is no explanation. It takes well, human element out of it. And
0: so it's it's hard <laughs> enough when you're looking at random, you know, just uh, just the, the randomness mm-hmm. uh, to say. Okay, it made a word.
3: Right. But to
0: have it make a word
3: sentence.
0: uh, Normally even that Mm
3: -hmm. we're talking
0: about astronomical odds. Right. But to have something that is a direct correlation to what it is that you're talking about. Right. To have it be you know, to say hi, my name is Tim Mm -hmm. and to have it repeatedly refer to me. Now, okay, (laughs) you can say to me if I say hi, my name is Tim and it comes back and repeats Tim and I don't know anything about Danny and the way that Echo Box works I can be suspicious.
3: Absolutely. And I can
0: say, it's just repeating what mm-hmm. I put in through the microphone. Now, keep in mind, I never turn my microphone on. We don't either. When I'm doing it. Right. But anyway, so that
3: that I can kind of... So we know in that element, we've, we've removed that. When it keeps coming back
0: to me and mm-hmm. calling me Tim without me saying it, yep. and when it calls out to me to tell me something
3: mm-hmm.
0: in the course of a conversation, that's when, you know, now you're going beyond just, you know, random probability.
3: Right. And... Now, we've kind of taken it to a new level by introducing Echovox into the Estes method, um, which anybody listening has been able to see the article that you wrote, very Mm -hmm. well written, uh, with the video of what we did in Plymouth. So even most recently, um, Porter and myself were at an event in, where was I? Mineral Virginia at the Dunlora Inn. And we always have really great experiences here. So we were sitting in a dark room. Importer said, hey, you ready to do the Essie's method? Sure, fire up the EchoVox. Um, now I'm blindfolded, you know, noise-canceling headphones, can't hear anything. I'm sitting in a corner. My job is just to say exactly what I'm hearing on the EchoVox. It is the weirdest feeling in the world to be sitting there, basically left to my own devices. I can't hear or see anything. But what I'm listening for is what the Echo Vox is telling me. Now, what I'm saying makes no sense. And I remember sitting there saying over and over again, Peppermint peppermint and you can hear the tones and the voice inflections that come along with these words that are being made and it can be a female voice or it can be a male voice it can be different but it's almost like they they pick and choose and this voice was getting annoyed and i just kept saying peppermint peppermint and i hear nothing other than peppermint i'm like okay this is getting crazy there's a few other things that are said um I come out of it, you know, Porter pulls me out and, and I can take off my, my headphones and my, my blindfold. And he goes, listen, he goes, I have to tell you something really weird. It's like, okay, fine. He said, I had uh, this, it was this little Mason jar, what we would call nip bottles up here in the North. Some people know them as airplane bottles. So the airplane bottle size, um, moonshine, um, Mason jar, somebody had it. Um, we put a bunch of objects and I guess they did after I was blindfolded, put a bunch of objects, um, into the middle of the room and Porter said, what do I have in my hand? And he wanted me to say moonshine and I kept saying peppermint and the ghost spirit, whatever you want to call it, that was speaking to me kept saying peppermint. They flicked the lights on after I took everything off and if you look down, it was peppermint moonshine. Hmm. How in the world would that happen?
0: I mean, we we were using it uh, recently at the Oliver House Mm -hmm. and when... Christy was kind of taking people around and giving them the tour. Yep. We were sitting in uh, in the room with the closet where the letters were found, and uh, and as we're sitting in that room, I could hear people <sighs> making noise outside mm-hmm. and, and sound like people were whistling outside. Yep. And uh, and and John Brightman had shown up and mm-hmm. he was outside with some of the people, uh, but they had come back inside. So I was like, well, who's out there whistling? And I yelled down like, Is anybody out there whistling? And they're like, No, but we heard it too. Mm. And so we realized, okay, so it wasn't anybody whistling. Very interesting. But then later on, while we were doing the SC's method with the Echo Vox, we had somebody under and it was saying that uh, it, was, it was saying whistling over and over again, actually making a whistling yeah. sound. And so, you know, we kind of said, like, were you the person that was whistling? And it explained to us that, yes, it was, trying yeah. to get our attention while she was doing the tour. Right. So, you know, you get these, these really conversations. I mean, that's what it is. It's right. a conversation. Right.
3: In- being able to travel everywhere that we are and, and coming up to um, or coming face to face with different bits and bouts of history um, it's kind of like a running experiment now. We're doing the Essie's method with EchoVox all over the country in all different places and all different time periods. So now we're basically monitoring the activity that we get on this device. And, um, One of the most recent trips, the the same trip um, in Virginia, we heard on Echo Vox two spirits having a conversation with each other, a male and a female. And then you could hear a third one come in and then there was an argument and you can hear the entire thing. So it's like now this is evolving for us. And I don't know if it's us being able to pick up on things easier because we've been listening to it for so long, as everybody knows, the more you listen for EVPs, the easier they come to you because you're training yourself to to hear it. Um, but now we can we can hear these conversations that are yeah, happening. Echo
0: Echovox definitely takes a lot of practice. It
3: does because it sounds so strange, and people always ask me all the time, "Well, why don't you use a um, Spirit Box?" Um, I was gonna say shack hack or you know whatever right. we used to it's call it back in the day. All the same, um, you know,
0: SB7s, all yep. these different devices that people use. But
3: I, I always tell them that you know it's scanning random radio waves, and if you're in Boston. And you say, where are we? And it comes across and says, Boston. Everybody gets so excited. It's not authentic. You right. can't rule it out. And I want to work... But it doesn't some... mean that it wasn't,
0: but you can't say Correct. that it was.
3: You can't say it was. So I want something that I can 100% say, I have no idea where that came from, but that was cool. And that's the experience that I love to bring to people at all of my events is, how in the hell did that happen? But it's awesome all at the same time. We just did this... Um, we did it in the basement of the... Um, uh, Michigan Firehouse Museum um, and I it, i think I'm just always the volunteer to to go under and do it and I was sitting on a table and watching the video back, somebody did Facebook Live the second half everything that Porter said I had a response for and it was perfect it was 100% lined up so I'm thinking now I don't know if it's because I'm weird and I'm different Um But very much like you've heard me talk about table tipping. If you're putting specific energy together over and over again in a table tipping session, the energy and the spirits recognize it and they're more willing to talk because the channel is clear. And it becomes more and more clear. So I think the more that the two of us are doing this together, the answers are becoming clearer. And there was one point he was standing in the middle of the room. He was far away from me. And he said, hey, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to go talk to my friend over here. And as he starts to walk over, I said, hi, Rob. The guy's name was Rob. And that's exactly what came through. And watching that was just fascinating because I didn't know this man's name. He bought a ticket to our event. I hadn't had a chance to personally meet him yet and hadn't. And I I kept saying like medic and like all these things and like describing bits of him that I didn't know. I had never met him before in my life. I was, you know, thousands of miles away from home. So things like that are really fascinating. It's like, why are they coming through? Why are they doing this? Why are they saying these things? Why are they communicating this way? And I hope to get deeper and deeper into it. But Echo Vox has been the catalyst to make that happen. On a, um, I don't, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but in, in a public view, so to speak, I do those things as a medium. But this is now a way for everybody else to experience. Why experience? Well,
0: and it's, it's interesting you, you bring up being a medium because while you were doing that at the firehouse, you know, I was at the Oliver House and we were mm-hmm. having a conversation. And I had mentioned how, you know, p- people had seen the Plymouth video. Yep. And so they wanted to know, like, why we put you under. And mm-hmm. I said, well, in that particular case, we were doing, you know, for an experimental reason, I said, when we go to these things, you know, Stephanie doesn't really like when I put other people under, but I, I'm going to keep putting other people under because... Because <laughs> you don't listen to me. Well, not only that, but if it's just you and I, right. people are going to think there's some sort of fix right? that, you know, you're saying, oh yeah, I can't hear anything, but somehow or another we're turning down. But if mm-hmm. other people are the ones that are experiencing it, they know that they can't hear what I'm saying. Right. And then when they came out and say, what did I say? And we tell them this, 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 mm-hmm. and this, then they're really blown away. Um, but somebody had asked me, they said, well... Is it easier for her because she has these abilities and she can turn those abilities on and then she can kind of tune into those words a little bit better than if she just heard them with her ears? But I, And I didn't mean to speak out of school, but my mm-hmm. answer was my assumption would be that you have to turn them off when you're doing that because otherwise you're going to influence the words yourself.
3: Correct, so which when, can happen.
0: So when you're doing this, you're going completely investigator I- mode as opposed to, to medium mode.
3: I would like to tell you 100%. Yes, I go into investigator mode, but I feel like my brain is just wired differently there's, anyways. Yeah, there's still going to be And some... I can't say for sure that I'm turning that off, um, but I am hearing what but I'm you're hearing. But
0: not, you're not trying to use it right. like you like you would normally would if you were trying to help yeah, somebody not, communicate. Yeah, I'm not turning
3: on my abilities, but my abilities are always there. Like, you know that I go through this whole ritualistic thing of turning on the mediumship part, like for a gallery reading, mm-hmm. and I'm solely listening to that. I'm not doing that when I'm doing Echo Vox, but at the same time... I just feel as though, like, spirits know. I know. So, yeah, maybe it is a little different. Maybe it is, you know, that I hear things a little bit better or that they communicate with me easier, just as if they were if I was walking through a room all by myself. They're going to be attracted to me before they're attracted to so- somebody that doesn't listen to them all the time. But Porter and I will take turns. Um, and, like, he'll go under and I'll ask the questions. And we get the same exact results sometimes. Um, so,. Even, you know, in a crowd full of people in Michigan, we turned up the the headphones, we walked around the entire room and let each individual person listen to see how loud it was. We let some people put the headphones on and they're sitting there saying like, wow, how can you hear anything else? Um, just in case they were skeptical, because I want people to feel 100% comfortable mm-hmm. with what we're doing. I've been doing this with table tipping for years. People accuse me of all kinds of crazy things when I do table tipping and then they realize, oh, my gosh, no, that's not what this is. It's actually happening. And I want people to have the same effect. So, I have all these crazy wild ideas of how I can take this entire experiment further. But for and now it's it's a continuing the experiment. The easiest
0: way to 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 prove to people who might be skeptical about whether or not it, it's real or not, mm-hmm. let me just explain it to you. It's this simple. Download EchoVox yep. get some noise canceling headphones. Get a blindfold if you feel like you can't keep your eyes closed mm-hmm. enough to, to keep you from being influenced.
3: I prefer the blindfold,
0: and and I like it too because then I can open my eyes, right? I'm not you know, I don't have to like keep them closed. <laughs> um, I still do because then you might, yeah. But I like to I like to be able to like kind of do this, yeah. So like so I don't so right. I don't get a headache.
3: It's it's comfortable, uh,
0: but you know, and just just do it for yourself. And I guarantee you, you are going to have success with it too. You know, it's going to take some work, but you'll you'll have these successes too, and. That's why I think you know like I was saying I always want somebody to be holding the device uh, that is running EchoVox because I feel like that has an influence on it. I feel like doing the SC's method with it brings people into it and has an influence on it. And now with EchoVox Touch mm-hmm. when like this came out and people were like I'm curious to use that. So there was a lot of fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Danny announced this in the group and and talked about it. There was a lot of people that said, does it do this? Does it do this? Does it do this? And, and, and Danny would say, no.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think it should do that. Well, original Echo Vox does that. Right. This is something totally different. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to explain to people, I'm like, what the difference is here is this is absolutely 100% using you as the antenna, using you as the conduit for this energy to come through. So you might be somebody who is... Uh, you know, you feel like you're totally blocked off from any of this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, you might be open to it, but you're like, like me, where I say, you know, I'm psychic as a brick. But when you're doing this, you can't be. So if you do this and you do it enough, it's going to kind of help you raise that that uh, frequency a little bit. And it's going to help you raise your own kind of spirituality so that you can do it. So I'm just going to kind of show you real quickly here. <laughs> So I have the microphone off.
1: Okay.
0: But it still it still registers that. Mm-hmm. But this is how you run it.
3: That's so weird.
0: So let me show it to the to the camera. I don't think Danny will mind me showing it. So in order to run it, you move your finger.
3: Danny, where's mine?
0: You should be in the EchoVox users group. You'd already have access to it. I am then you have access to be able to go buy it.
3: I thought I don't have it because I have iPhone, and I'm a loser. I think the
0: iPhone version According is to you. But this is, this is how you operate. So if you wanted to go really fast, you can go really fast. Uh-uh. But if you need to go slow, you can adjust that for yourself. I should hold it closer to the microphone. And if you want to just hold it in one spot, you can do that. So you are – now i got to turn it off, though, because otherwise it will just keep making noise. So you are definitely the antenna for it.
3: Which, you know, we, we talked about before with uh, the Estes as far as that goes. Um,
0: and, and just to answer the question from Anna in the chat room, uh, I think I just answered it. But, no, you don't have to – Actually, keep your finger on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just want to say, uh, holy crap, uh, Big Al, thank you.
3: Yes, thank you very much. That's amazing.
0: That is, uh, that is a huge help with what it is that we do. Uh, for those of you who are in the chat room or, or those of you who might be listening and thinking about going to the chat room, we do have super chat on and uh, the money does go to us tonight as opposed to a charity. Uh, and, 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 uh, Big Al, thank you for that donation. It will certainly go a long way, especially when we're at this time of year when we have to renew all of the yes. websites and hosting and podcasting and all that. Uh, but anyway, you were saying, um, we were talking kind of oh, about the
3: original Estes method. So, The original Estes method, without, you know, giving away everything, because I'm not sure if I'm supposed to or not, but you were to make yourself the antenna. Mm -hmm. That was the idea of it. So this kind of helps my experiment.
0: Yeah, I, listen, I, I don't mean any disrespect toward people that use ghost boxes, that make ghost boxes. Right. I'm just, I'm here to say, as we're closing out 2018 and going into 2019, the era of the ghost box is over. I hope so. The era of... Broken radios is over. Mm-hmm. You don't need them anymore.
3: Right.
0: When you have something like this, I have been. And I, by the way, I just let me just say this: I have no financial stake. No, I don't either. In in promoting this, I have to pay for the app just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes Danny's given me like some review copies of yeah. stuff and everything, but like, you know, he gave me when Echo Vox X came out, which is if you are a ghost box person. That's oh. a, a good way to use it. But like when that came out, he gave me a, a test copy of it to use. Mm-hmm. But then when I wanted to have the real version, I had to go out and buy it. Right. And um and I, I buy him Well, that's know. his
3: livelihood. Not only that, but so, if,
0: if he gives me free versions, when mm-hmm. they update, I won't get updates. Right. So if you buy the app, you'll get updates as he pushes out updates.
3: Anna just gave us fifty dollars too. Man. You, you are guys amazing. are amazing. Thank, really. thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Um the that is the I mean, that is the, the, the way that I feel about this is, you know, the the radios were good mm-hmm. and, and I got great stuff out of them. Don't get me wrong. Like I got stuff that I know wasn't just
1: mm-hmm.
0: hearing something on the radio and making it fit the narrative. But at the same time, like why take that chance when you can eliminate the possibility of that bias being in there right. by going with something like this? And that's why I think it's you know going to become more and more part of the future. And I knew all it would take was getting it on television. And you know this. um, I've been trying for years. Uh, I pitched it for Ghost Stalkers and was told that, sorry, it just doesn't work on television. Mm -hmm. Uh, I filmed the pilot with Chris Balzano for a show about haunted objects. And we tried to use it on screen with that. They said no.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: And I tried to tell people, listen, the first time I ever used this on an investigation, the first time I turned it on... I got a full sentence. Right. You're not going to get that with an you know with an EVP recorder. You're not going to get that with a with a ghost box. Mm-hmm. With I mean again, I you know, I don't have a, an original Frank's box. Those are creepy. Frank was supposed to send me one and you know, he passed away before I got it. But I've used them. Yeah, and I've u- I've used them too and I don't find it nearly as effective as Vox.
3: I don't. Honest to God, I don't. And, you know, there's a reason why I, I use Vox, and because I dig to the bottom of everything to see how it works. And I think a lot of people are afraid to change, but I've been literally on a soapbox for the last eight months or so telling people I am so incredibly over the beeping meters and the flashing lights and the broken radios. I just walking in with my tablet. It's time to evolve. It's time to move into that spiritual growth, that spiritual evolution and move closer to the answers that you're looking for. Stop just walking into a place and and sticking out a meter. You know, I have quoted Jeff Belanger a thousand times over in the past 10 years when he and I were working an event together and he looked at the crowd and he said, see all your meters? You're all standing here with at least 20 meters right here. There could be 20 ghosts standing in front of you and not one of them is going to make those go off. That's not the way to communicate. And it's true.
0: No, all you're doing is measuring the environmental changes that we think happen when something is present, but it doesn't always happen.
3: So let's take a step forward and let's change the way that we paranormal investigate. Why not, you know, push the envelope? Why not, you know, just we're standing at the edge, you know, of a cliff. Why not jump off? Let's see what can happen. You know, I do something different as a medium anyways. I communicate with the dead. That is my job. But. And I get a lot of answers, and I uncover a lot of history and a lot of mystery behind history and I love that part, but why not push it? Why not you know what are we afraid of? what we're actually gonna find?
0: No, it's not it's not that people are afraid. It's that people are just skeptical because it's an app. They're skeptical because it is because you go to paranormal events and you hear you know the the celebrities who are in attendance tell mm-hmm. you. Like, yeah, 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 don't use apps. Don't use apps. Like, apps are garbage. But then those same celebrities are going to pull out Echo Vox and use it because yep. they're not looking at Echo Vox as just being one of these right. apps. It's not the same thing. I can tell you, you know, John Tenney mm-hmm. explained to me how most of those paranormal apps work right. because he's torn them all apart and he's figured it out. Echo Vox.
3: He's the coolest.
0: Echo Vox, he says, you know, met, met. It does what it, what they claim that it does, and mm-hmm. it, it, there's I can't see any trickery involved in this. Right, and then you know you look at some of the you know like Nick Roth is using it now, and uh, and Porter's using it now, and these are people who are not going to stake their <coughs> reputations on something because something that's going to be turned out to be false. Right, and and the other thing too is like, and I I, I cover this a little bit with Danny, uh, but the people who are in charge of the tv shows mm-hmm. the, the producers who are in charge of putting out a visual program don't like Vox because it doesn't look good on camera because it doesn't play well uh compared with having something with a bunch of bells and whistles Lights. on it yep. so like when you have to understand that when porter gets to use this on haunted live uh, nick it's a little bit of a different story he's he's his own producer but still you know there's a fight there to be able to use these things, and they have to prove to those higher-ups, like, this works. I wouldn't this even gets
3: say, I, I'm going to tell you you're wrong, and I know why, um, without getting into too much, why Vox wasn't on Haunted Live as much.
0: Well, the other problem. It had nothing to do with how it looked. Well, the other problem, too, like, what people have to understand is, well, no, but that's always been the complaint. So when it I pitched wasn't it, this time, though. but when I pitched it, to, well, but it was on TV, is what I'm Yeah. Like, we're beyond that now. Yeah. We're saying, like, the results that we're getting are overlapping that. But what, the other, the biggest problem that I had was they told me that I couldn't put it on TV because if you put your tablet on television, we're giving free publicity to the hmm. tablet company. And I said, well, what if I just put some tape over that? Right and they're like, "Well, that looks even worse." Like, so th- it's a stupid catch 22. Right. But like I'm saying yeah. like now we're getting the device, so they have to say like, "Listen, this is what it does." So it went from just convincing them about, yeah, he "Hey, this to- will look good on TV" to saying, "This is going to make a difference yeah. in the investigation." Porter definitely
3: had to learn every aspect of how it worked to explain it to to production and network and everything like that and you know, he fought to get it on there. And it made it, but the parts that didn't make it were because the network wanted a storyline. Right. You know, because, and I'm not saying like scripted or faked or anything like that, so please don't take it that way, but if anybody works in television, you know that there has to no, be there's, a, a, I don't want to say script, but a guideline to follow. No, there's a narrative. You, exactly, and you there's only a, have so much time on TV, you have to make sure you cover everything.
0: There's a narrative that will happen too, like not so much with Haunted Live, because that's, you know, live, but when you're dealing with something that's been prerecorded, Like, you're going to get all kinds of stuff, but if it doesn't fit with the other stuff that you're getting, they're going to just cut it out. yep. Like, they're not going to include that. So you can say, oh, we got the best piece of evidence on this investigation, wait till you see it on TV, and then when the episode airs, it doesn't make it onto the show because it's like, okay, yeah, it was great, but it didn't really go with everything else that we were doing. Your
3: clip showed in the UK, and then it showed in the US afterward.
0: Well, that was an interview, though. That's, I know, but it
3: was still interesting.
0: That's a bit different. That you know it came it,
3: back to life.
0: You know, what's funny is I was getting uh, some texts from people, uh, I think it was over Christmas, and uh, they said, hey, uh, we're watching you on, on Amazon right now. And I said, oh, you know, the, the mm-hmm. Evening of Ghost, uh, evening of, uh, ghost Stories, of New England yeah, Legends documentary? Like, no, no, there's, there's this investigative show that you're on. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like Ghost Adventures? No. Like, what else have I been on? Like, uh, you know, like, what? So, Conversations with a Serial Killer has made it to Amazon Prime. Really? So, that was a show that came out in 2008 in the UK where they went to these different places where mm. serial killers had been uh, known to be and they tried to communicate with their spirits. And so, that was, uh, I don't I'm sure you remember that, Matt, when we went to the, to the, uh, uh, is it BU? It, it was like one of the dorm buildings, one of the apartment buildings for upperclassmen. Um, but it's like right outside Fenway Park. And so we went oh, to that right. building. Yeah, yeah. And remember the yep. sound guy got hit by a car?
1: Yeah. Because yeah. the guy, crazy. the, the, the yep. lady
0: driving the car was trying to get to the Red Sox game. Right. And uh, we went across the street to get falafel and uh, and the sound guy got hit by the car. But um, we used the, the shack hack
1: on yeah, that. Yeah, we did. Yep.
0: Which you would dub the cell phone to the dead because Chris did, Moon yeah. was running the Frank's box and calling it the telephone to the dead. So Matt, just being facetious, <laughs> called that it, at, it at the, the time. It, 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 it was a shack hack.
1: Hmm. That's Sorry, at the time it was the, about the oh, size the of, a of the, cell dead? Phone? Yeah, the telephone. Yeah,
0: the telephone to the dead was one of the original Frank's yeah. boxes. Yeah.
1: At the time, it was about the size of a cell phone. So
0: right, it was, uh, and it looked kind of like a right. like kind big and bulky. Yeah. Looked like an old MP3 player. Mm-hmm. Right, and it was a, a Radio Shack radio, and uh, and Matt hacked it and turned it into a into a ghost box. And I remember that. Listen, I'm going to toot our own horns here. It was the first time a ghost box had ever been used on television. It was. It really was. It. Toot toot. Toot. It really. It was the first <laughs> time. Listen, you want to start talking about horn tooting?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let, let, let's just say nobody evangelized
3: Echovox like I did. No. So, But we've been using it long before people knew what it was. But
0: if you go back and see, like, I was the first person to kind of tell everybody, like, you got to try this. You right. Try this. So, uh, you know, like, I'll toot my horn a little we're, bit there we're for We're on that. top
3: of our stuff. We know what we're doing.
0: But uh, but that was, you know, that, that show was uh, just shown in the U.K. on, I think it was, like, Living TV. That's and, interesting. And nobody in the U.S. ever really saw it. A few people, like, picked it up off of YouTube, but now they put it out on Amazon Prime. So you can see the whole series, but... You know, I'm you know Matt and myself and Moniz and Jeff and Chris mm-hmm. Balzano. We were all in the uh, Boston Strangler episode. We had a lot of fun filming filming that episode. Yeah, but
3: the old school. We're just at the before very before I jumped in and
0: I look way better in night vision than I do in real life. Really? Yeah.
3: Okay. I'm I had sorry. no I had no
0: beard in that either, so I look like oh, really really young. you
3: have such a baby face.
0: I look, uh, and that's what everybody, that's what the person that was texting me said. They're like, oh my God, you're so baby face. I was like, yeah. well, it was 10 years ago, but.
3: No, if you shave your beard right now, you still have a baby face. I
0: do. Uh, but uh, certainly, um, we are going to be kind of on the forefront here with utilizing, not only continuing to utilize EchoVox, but, you know, using EchoVox Touch. I don't know if you heard what I was saying. I know you are having some, uh, some issues there with the computer, so right. I'm not sure if you heard the conversation I was having with Danny, but I. I said, what makes it interesting is not only are we the ones that are going to touch it mm-hmm. and be the conduit for that energy, but you can just leave it on, which is nice, and ask for the spirits to touch it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And as you saw, you get a light when you make that connection. Right. So if something comes over and makes that connection, and you just see they that light, light show up out of nowhere, yep. you know, and uh, and and he has a program called Spirit Lights. Uh, that i you've probably seen me pull it out before on investigations, but uh it was just a you know the f- the flashlight yep. experiment that people do it was kind of the same idea
3: mm-hmm.
0: in order to you could set it so that you had to touch it to mm-hmm. make it work, and I would just leave it set and leave it sitting down and, and every once in a while actually I turned it on um when we were at burial Hill okay during Plymouth Paracon and something touched it at uh bradford's memorial
1: mm-hmm.
0: so You know, this is kind of the same idea is you can just leave it out there for it to touch. And you don't have to be the one touching it to to initiate the communication. So we'll we'll see where it goes.
3: I like the idea of being able to control the speed because so often I go to, you know, do the experiment and then I have to like stop myself and say, hey, can you come and adjust the the volume or the the speed of the voices for me? Because I can't listen to it too fast or too slow
1: the
0: biggest problem that I have is with having to constantly make those adjustments. Yes. And it's really hard when you're doing the Estes method because you want to slow it down. Right, but, but you, you don't can't, want to come out of it in order to do it. Yeah, you don't want to pull up the blindfold. And, and you have to be, you know, you can't depend on somebody else to do it for you because you can't you need to know communicate you need. with them to Absolutely. tell them to make it faster or slower. So with the touch, now you'll be able to just sit there and run your finger at the speed you need to run Which at. perfect. Uh, to be able to do it. I do want to... Um, I'm going to invite somebody in for an upcoming episode. Okay. Where this person is... Uh, she says that she has determined who she is the reincarnated spirit of.
3: We've done this before.
0: And she wants to... Well, they've, she's made connections with this person's okay. spirit. Uh, but I said, you know, once we get this Echo Vox Touch working, like we'll come in and we'll 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 try the Estes method, and we'll see if we can get a more direct communication with this person that she says is who she's a reincarnation. Because we're trying to find out: Are you a complete reincarnation, which I don't really believe in,
3: mm.
0: or are you just pieces of that? And does that energy still exist separately?
3: So, who would be doing?
0: I don't know. We have to figure it all out, but I figured like this is this is one thing that we can go into, and then I have to check the schedule for next week.
2: Uh-huh.
0: If there is no, because I want to make sure this is over the radio. But I have over Christmas. I spoke to my aunt and uncle. They are going to come in, and they're going to be our guests, and we're trying to get my cousin Amy as well. Okay. And they're going to come in, and they are going to share all the experiences. That's of that cool, right? house in Halifax yep. where, you know, I had some of my first experiences. We're going to get them to come in and tell that story. But.
3: Just don't do it on the 19th.
0: I have to check and make sure. I want to do it next Saturday, okay. but I have to make sure that there isn't a football game that's going to right. kick us off the radio because I want it to be on the local airwaves. Okay. Uh, but when it. When it does happen, I mean, my aunt was going over some of the stuff with me on Christmas and bringing up stuff that I had forgotten, and there's some stuff that maybe I didn't quite remember correctly, and uh, some
3: of it you might have blocked
0: out, and some stuff that has actually you know developed in the years since. So uh, we'll we'll we're gonna really you know for those of you who like it when we take one case study mm-hmm. and kind of delve deep into it, you're really gonna like this episode because um, like it's 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 gonna get pretty. Pretty deep, and it's going to get pretty weird.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, so that's why I want to make sure that I can set it up so that it'll be on the local radio, but that I can make sure that I can get my aunt, my uncle, and my now my uncle's a man of few words. That's okay. And Matt Kassa knows my uncle pretty well. He's uh. He's, he doesn't say much, but what he does say is usually pretty funny. Right. Or yeah. pretty insightful. So uh, he'll be here. My my aunt will be here, and and hopefully we can get my cousin to come in as well, and she can share kind of her experience as well. Uh, my cousin, my other cousin, my male cousin, Tommy will, will invite him, but I don't know if he's going to want to come in and, and talk about it, but you know, I'll, I'll extend the invitation to him, right. uh, as well. He's, he's not as open about it, um, as my aunt and my cousin Amy are, but, uh, we'll, we'll share that. And I think you'll kind of understand why I'm the way that I am and why, you know, we, why we put such an emphasis on stuff in the Bridgewater triangle, because that's where it took place. As well, but uh, we're just about out of time for this week's show. Uh, hopefully, you all go out and get EchoVox. Uh, somebody had asked in the chat room how much it is. If you get it for, you can get the latest version of EchoVox, EchoVox 3, for Android. It's uh, it's usually 30 bucks, I think. Uh, for iPhone, it's 20 bucks, and then uh, EchoVox Touch is going to be 14.99, I believe. Cool. Um, and if you're part of the pre-order from the EchoVox Users Group, it's uh, I think it's 12.99. Oh, 13 on it. So it's definitely worth uh, joining the group, save a couple bucks. So until next week, we'll be here anyway doing a show. I just don't know if it'll be that particular subject or if we'll go in a different direction, but uh, we will be here next week. And if you missed any of this show or any other shows, check us out on YouTube, check us out on iTunes, wherever podcasts are found. All the podcasts are now up to date. So until next time, for Matt, for Matt, for Stephanie, I'm Tim. Stay spooktacular.